Greetings to all the dedicated and hardworking students. I am Ayushi Bhargav, Faculty of Sociology at SRN International School, situated in Jagatpura, Jaipur. Students, today I will be talking about culture from grade 12. Reference has been taken from NCERT. Let me give you a brief introduction about culture. Often, the term culture is used to refer to the acquiring of refined taste in classical music, dance forms, painting. This refined taste was thought to distinguish people from the uncultured masses, even concerning something we would today see as individual, like the preference for coffee over tea. By contrast, the sociologist looks at culture not as something that distinguishes individuals, but as a way of life in which all the members of society participate. Every social organization develops a culture of its own. One early anthropological definition of culture comes from the British scholar Edward Tyler. Culture or civilization taken in its wide ethnographic sense is that complex whole which includes knowledge, belief, art, morals, law, custom and any other capabilities and habits acquired by man as a member of society. Two generations later, the foundation of the functional school of anthropology, Bronislaw Malinowski of Poland wrote, Culture comprises inherited artifacts, goods, technical process, ideas, habits and values. Clifford Geats suggested that we look at human actions in the same way as we look at words in a book and see them as conveying a message. Apart from his mention of art, all the things listed by Tyler are non-material. This is not because Tyler himself never looked at material culture. He was, in fact, a museum curator and most of his anthropological writing was based on the examination of artifacts and tools from societies across the world. Let's talk of dimensions of culture. Three dimensions of culture have been distinguished. Cognitive. This refers to how we learn to process what we hear or see, so as to give it meaning. The cognitive aspects of one's own culture are harder to recognize than its material aspects, which are tangible or visible or audible, and its normative aspects, which are explicitly stated. Cognition refers to understanding how we make sense of all the information coming to us from our environment. In literate societies, ideas are transcribed in books and documents and preserved in libraries, institutions or archives. But in non-literate societies, legends or lore is committed to memory and transmitted orally. These are specialist practitioners of oral tradition who are trained to remember and narrate during ritual or festive occasions. Walter ONG cites a study of 1971 that states that only 78 of the approximately 3,000 existing languages possess a literature. One suggests that material that is not written down has certain specific characteristics. There is a lot of repetition of words to make it simpler to remember. The audience of an oral performance is likely to be more receptive and involved than would be readers of a written text from an unfamiliar culture. Texts become more elaborative when they are written. In societies like ours, historically literacy has been made available only to the more privileged. 
Sociological studies are often concerned with investigating how literacy can be made relevant to the lives of people whose families have never gone to the school. The contemporary world allows us to rely far more on written audio and visual records. Yet, students of Indian classical music are still discouraged from writing down that what they learn rather than carrying it in their memory. Talking of normative dimension of culture, this refers to the rules of conduct. The normative dimension consists of folk ways, mores, customs and conventions and laws. These are values or rules that guide social behavior in different contexts. We must often follow social norms because we are used to doing it as a result of socialization. All social norms are accompanied by sanctions that promote conformity. While norms are implicit rules, laws are explicit rules. The French sociologist has reminded us that when we try to understand another's culture norms, we must remember that there are certain implicit understandings. For example, if a person wants to show gratitude for something she has been given, she should not offer a return gift too quickly or it seems like an attempt to get rid of a debt, not a friendly gesture. A law is a formal sanction defined by government as a rule or principle that its citizens must follow. Laws are explicit. They are applicable to the whole society. And a violation of the law attracts penalties and punishment. If in your home, children are not allowed to stay outdoors after sundown, that is a norm. It is specific to your family and may not be applicable to all the families. However, if you are caught stealing a gold necklace from someone else's home, you have violated the universally accepted law of private property and can be sent to jail after trial as punishment. Laws which derive from the authority of the state are the most formal definitions of acceptable behavior. While different schools may establish different norms for students, laws would apply to all those accepting the authority of the state. Unlike norms, norms can be vary according to status. Dominant sections of society apply dominant norms. Often these norms are discriminating. Students, I hope you must have got an idea about culture and its dimension. You can listen to the podcast attentively. Stay blessed students.